This program is brought to you by A to B Media Partners. Be sure to listen to the After Two Beers podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Also, make sure to visit www.aftertwobeers.com. Welcome to the After Two Beers podcast. I'm Dutch Dalton, joined as always by Kimmy Kibler. That's me. If you haven't listened or watched the show before, basically what it is is Gibbler and I have a few drinks. We take the filter off. We become as natural and as real as possible. And then we just discuss random ass shit. Whatever. That makes no sense to anything, but <laughs> it we just do it. Right. And the coolest part is, is we have people that actually listen. What? Yeah, it's kind of cool. Who are yeah. these people? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> people are always in look for good entertainment, I guess. But uh, we uh, last week, if you're watching this live, uh, we recorded the show actually two weeks ago. We took last week off. We had a uh, technical issue, and we're past that. And uh, so the show that we recorded two weeks ago, I'll put it out this week. This show will be out next week. We're just constantly, we keep one in the can that way. <laughs> so we always have one ready. In case one of us gets explosive diarrhea on Tuesdays or something. You never know. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. On this week's podcast, we're going to talk about how the U.S. Postal Service robbed me of my childhood. What? Oh, oh man. Yeah, it's not good. Was this like a recent thing? Oh, it just no? happened this week. Well, it's it's. I guess it technically happened over the course of a month. But uh, I'll talk about it tonight. Okay. We're going to talk about that. And uh, in the A to B history... We're going to talk about John Wilkes Booth and the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Yeah. There's actually a little fun fact about Richmond, Indiana in it, too. He landed in our airport. No. What? Didn't. Are you serious? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Abe Lincoln in the 1850s, he flew over. <laughs> hey, I am not a history buff. <laughs> Yeah, well. Yeah, that probably wouldn't have worked out well. No, it, it wouldn't have worked at all. All right, we also have Gibblers, Giblets, the fun facts that you bring us every week, which we love. And then uh, we've got a couple of the A to B news stories that we'll share for you after our uh, mid-pause. For the cause. Yeah, well, it basically allows me to throw more uh, liquid uh, numbing agents <laughs> to my brain. Performance-dehancing drugs. <laughs> and me flushing some of them out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, the fun fact about beer, right? You don't buy it, you just rent it. <laughs> right. You only have it for a while. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media. You can find us on uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. I said Titter. Titter. <laughs> Titter. That's, uh, that's a different web page. That's a different page. <laughs> I don't think they're going to find us there. <laughs> you got to pay for a subscription to that one. Uh, uh, we want to make sure we thank... Our buddy Kevin, who allows us to record these every week in this amazing studio. Make sure you hit him up um, if you have got a podcast or anything that you want to do. Uh, it's a fabulous studio, lots of great equipment. And uh, we also want to make sure we thank our Patreon sponsors. So, And what is Patreon? Like, I feel like everybody should be a Patreon sponsor. Absolutely. I, uh, I, it's the best thing that you could do to give back to the, your community. <laughs> shop shop local, right? Shop local. Yeah, basically, if you go to after2beers.com, that's the number two, uh, there's a link that will go to our Patreon page, which allows you basically to buy in a, to a subscription, like Titter, like a <laughs> subscription service. But uh, it's as little as a dollar a month. I think we, we put it out there. And uh, we use the dollars to uh, 
uh, buy beer, and I'm not kidding. But uh, we also use it to pay for our licensing fees and website and, website and, and all that kind of fun stuff. So uh, greatly appreciate all of you that uh, have stuck by us as we enter our fifth year of doing this. It's, it feels like it was just yesterday some days, but then other yeah. days I'm like, oh, yeah. Right, yeah. All right, are you ready to hear about how I was violated by the post office. <laughs> I, I kind of want to know. Yeah, and and I'm not sure if we have any listeners. We have some people sitting in the uh, production uh, booth with us, and I'd love to get their opinion on this as well because I'm torn. I'm, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. Okay. Okay. So here's this. Uh, I'm going to try to do, like, the 50,000-foot view real fast. So as a kid growing up, I, I collected one thing, and it was baseball cards. I loved baseball cards, and – through a divorce and multiple house moves and the whole deal, I was able to hold on to my baseball card collection. And there's this new grading process that these cards go through. And so basically you ship your cards off to a location, this company called PSA. There's multiple companies that do it. They grade the card. They put it in a hard plastic case. They send it back to you. With a certificate. Well, yeah, it's there's a label. That basically okay. is the certificate, right? But the whole intent of it is it allows people to really understand what the product is, what quality it's in, but then based upon that, there's a value to it. Okay. Okay. Now, I got back into the hobby right at the end of COVID. I'm like that guy, right? I had to have something. I needed <laughs> I needed something. I had, I got to feed the monkey. You know, what I, you know what I mean? It was either that or online porn or gambling. So I uh, to make so AJ- we did all three. <laughs> it was funny. AJ and I would sit around and gamble about porn. I go over under is eight minutes. <laughs> Where's he go? <laughs> Which orifice? <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, I got back into the baseball card hobby thing again. I sent some cards off, and I got them back, and they were graded. And I was like, "All right, I've got two cards that I've held on to since I was a kid." And I want to send them off to get them graded. The first was in 1993. So I was, I don't know, 14, 13. I bought these cards. And they were like the expensive ones at the time. Upper Deck had come out with this SP. And it was a Derek Jeter rookie card. Ooh. Yeah. And I held on to this thing since 1993. And then at some point in college, I went to a, uh, a place in Muncie. And my favorite baseball player, probably outside of Chris Sabo growing up, was a guy named Cal Ripken Jr. Right. The Iron Man. Mm-hmm. From Baltimore. Yeah. And I bought a rookie card of his. Again, this is in the 1990s. Okay? I've held on to these things. I didn't even tell my divorce lawyer and my <laughs> ex-wife and her. I mean, they're not worth nothing. But uh, to me, they were worth a lot. Okay? Long story short, here we go. I go to the post office on January 5th. I drop them off. I'm sending them off finally to get graded. To see. I may have enough money to put Logan through at least one year of school. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, right? January 9th, they're supposed to arrive. I keep tracking the tracking numbers. Never show up, never show up, never show up. Oh, no. I, I, said, I submit a claim. I'm like, hey, just letting you know, these cards, they're gone. And I, I, I want to know if there's anything I can do about it. Because here's what the interesting part was. So when I, when I submitted the cards at the post office, I had already boxed them up taped it up like I'm telling you right now. 
you I could have shipped marijuana <laughs> and there was no animal that was going to smell them. You could have dropped these things off a 50 foot bridge and had a, you know, like a tank roll over them. And they were going to be, be fine. fine. They were going to be fine. These were my cards as my kid, you know, as a kid. Right. Right. My childhood's in this box. And then I go and I get the label. They throw the label on it. We submit it. And I tell the guy, he's like, do you want any insurance on them? I said, yeah, I probably should get some insurance. I said, there's uh, there's some cards in there and they might be worth a couple thousand dollars if they grade right. And he's like, well, the insurance is a hundred bucks or whatever. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to do that. That's exp- you guys are going to get them there. <laughs> I came here. I came. You don't tell them what's I mean, in it. You what? just go, yeah, it's about a couple thousand dollars. If you can't trust the post stuff. office, who can you trust? Like we're ever going <laughs> to trust the government. What oh. the hell? So anyway, I tell the guy, he's like, well, the $500 insurance is only like 15 bucks. I'm like, screw it. Let's just do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I pay for the insurance. And uh, so you put a you put a dollar amount on your childhood. Well, I had. To, well, I mean, technically, you do that with a lot of things, right? Right. <laughs> you got me coughed, you know, choked up. Um, so anyway, I go back to the post office yesterday, and I said, "I'm just gonna." I came to the professionals, and the lady. I give her all the respects in the world. She she listened to my story, and then she says, "Let me go do some research for you." She comes back. And then this is where I need help from everybody else. She said you're effed. Well, yeah. I mean, I knew I was effed before I walked in there, right? I mean, at this point, I know those cards are gone. But I'm like, I'm okay with it. And I'll tell you why. Because my first thought is, is tornadoes hit all over the South the last month. Ice storms. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you never know. Stuff happens. You know, it's... It's why you don't send your kid via mail to, like, a relative <laughs> instead of buying a plane ticket. You know what I mean? And uh, so I'm like, maybe something happened, and it is what it is. And she tells me, well, I looked. They never left here. She goes, we see that you brought them in, and we scanned them in, and now they're gone. And she goes, the label could have fallen off. And I'm thinking, it's a fucking sticker. <laughs> How does the sticker just fall off? Right. Right. And, I, and then I kept thinking, well, is there a room like with boxes and packages and all this kind of stuff that just have no stickers? And then how long do they hold on to them? Do they get to, like, go at Christmas time every year and pick out one <laughs> pick box? Pick out one box. <laughs> like, oh, man, I got kids' panties again. <laughs> I'm like, this is no good. So now I don't know what to do. So the advice I keep getting from some people is like, well, you need to go in and file a police report. Somebody clearly took them. Yeah, you told the dude what the hell was in it. Well, I can't say it's him. I, I'm not I'm not passing judgment on anybody. I am. But everybody's like, you need to go in and pay for, you know, like set him up. Not him particularly, just not even set him up. Like they have cameras everywhere in that place. Right. Right. They should be able to find the video. But I want to know about this room where all these packages go. <laughs> so, it's kind of like luggage claim. Right? What happens to that stuff? I don't Is know. Is there an auction where, like, they package it all up and you're like, oh, man, I got a bunch of fruitcakes. And... <laughs> like, or is there good stuff? But right? the, the biggest question I have, like, so AJ asked, suggested it. JP actually suggested it as well. They're like, you should go file a police report. I'm like, what the hell? What's the point? I'm not going to get my cards back. I know they're gone. 
Yeah, because even if somebody did take them, they probably didn't mean as much to them, and they probably sold them. Well, that's the part that pisses me off the most, is they probably just chucked them in a trash can. Who the fucking Cal Ribkin rookie card? <laughs> but they were they meant so much to me. Right. But then, and that's what AJ, she's like, uh, well, you should, you should do something. I said, if they needed them that bad, at the end of the day, it's a baseball card. It's a picture on a cardboard piece of paper. And at the same time, and I told AJ this, and this is why, she's like, I'm surprised you're not more upset about this. And I said, literally, as I'm there, the woman in this in the little booth next to me, or like the little, you know, deal, right. she's sending a package to an Air Force base. And I'm like, I'd rather that package get to where it needs to go than my three baseball cards. The That's other one's Micah Parsons, and I'm not even a Cowboy fan, so, <laughs> I guess. But anyway, that's why I, I so my cards are gone forever. My childhood, you know, just it's like your mom got rid of your all of the your toys in the attic. Uh, it was just like, ah. no, this is even worse. This is like, you know, like you hang on to them forever. Like, like have I, you seen how much uh, like the Castle of Grey Skull that we had when oh, we were kids? Don't even like, get me started. I got like oh, seven things man. out of my divorce. <laughs> One of them was my box of cards. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're gone. So that's, I, I don't know what to do. What would you know. do? I don't know. Because like like you said, filing a police report's not going to do anything. And it's not like they're going to be like, oh, we should check the cameras. And even if they do check the cameras, it's still not going to bring back your cards. Well, and I mean, I don't, I mean, it's a, I told AJ, the way I look at it, it coming from a, a, a company, I've worked in business world for 20 plus years. They're going to have to research this because I, I will at least get my 500 bucks. It's not going to be worth what those cards are worth, but I'll get my 500 bucks. Eventually, they're going to have to do some sort of internal investigation. Or maybe this is common. I don't know. But I want to know about this box of stuff that just randomly pops right? up. Yeah. Uh, so did, did you order, did you pay for the insurance? You said that you were thinking about paying the $500 or not? No. So the insurance, when he first asked me about the insurance, he said, um, do you want to take out insurance? And I'm like, yeah, I probably should. And I had no idea what it was going to cost. And, and I said to the guy at the time, I said, there's three cards in here that I'm sending out to get graded. I said, they probably could be worth anywhere from 2000 to $3,000. And he says, well, to cover that, it was over $100 in insurance or something. I was like, Ugh. and I went cheap. And I never go cheap. I'm the guy that buys everybody <laughs> frick shots. Well, so the other thing, though, too, if it's – of value of $100, that's a felony. Well, and that's the other thing that I keep hearing. And it's like, man, do I want somebody to catch a case? Over well, so here's the other thing. I mean, you, if they're going to be disloyal thieving, hell yeah. Uh, I know Brown someone in town who also is into the card business. Yeah. Uh, he ordered cards, and uh, he had the security. So it was coming from a card company. Right. So uh, he was checking his live feed of when it was supposed to be delivered, saw the mail person come deliver stuff, and then leave. And then on the postage thing, it said um, forwarding uh, has been, uh, what's called, uh, the forwarding address has been null and void, basically, in essence. So he went down to the post office here in town, and uh, the lady at the desk was like, oh, the package, yeah, he came back, but he just left the package on his desk. So if, 
you guys have a situation with a card things, and there's someone else in town that does. Oh, there might wow. be more to it. This could be like a caper, <laughs> the card caper of Wayne County. But you know, I, so that's the, that's the the predicament I'm in here, right? Yeah. Because it, and uh, to Ed's point and to JP and AJ's, the, it, it's the mail. It's it is a felony. Oh yeah. You know, For sure. You, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. I just and want then the we kind of probably need to hit up. Oh. I can't hear myself. There we go. We probably <laughs> ought to hit up the guy that he knows, because like if if the guy might be bringing cards in, I don't know. Oh man, could you imagine? Like we may be stumbling, stumbling onto something right now. <laughs> I just want my Jeter and, and Ripken card back. Hey. Oh, uh, I I love my Ken Griffey Jr. card, uh, and that's why I don't send it off. I will say the other thing that makes me not worry so much about it is I'm like the moment I'm dead. My kids are going to sell these, all these for like 45 bucks. <laughs> in like, a garage You ever sale. watch Pawn Stars? It's going to go in the auction. I used to watch Pawn Stars. And I'm like, oh, this has been my family for 12 generations. They're like, we'll give you 80 bucks for it. Sold. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, that's my story. If uh, you're listening to the show or you're watching the show. And you come across some cards. <laughs> well, not even that. I want, I want people's opinions on what you would do. I want to know how many people are like, you should, because to me, here's truly how I look at it. If I go, I got to do all this effort now, go to the police station, file a report, then go back to the post office, and I'm still going to only end up with my $500 of insurance money. And Yeah, but you need to stop people in the tracks if they're really being shady. Well, that's why I did it on this show. I'll let somebody be like, uh, we got a Batman in town. It's running for mayor. This should be his job. If he can solve this caper, he gets my vote. <laughs> He'll probably just tell you, don't pay your taxes or something. <laughs> right. Oh, anyway. So that's how the U.S. Postal Service robbed me of my childhood. Man, that's terrible. Yeah. It, it, the more I think about it, the more it pisses me off. So I try to move on to other shit. <laughs> Speaking of that, why don't we talk about some of Gibbler's giblets? Let's do that. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's see. Which one should we start with? All right. Let's do this one. All right. So in South Africa, these two men pretended to be food inspectors and ate free KFC food for two years before they got caught. Oh, that's so a lot. So they just of... had like a van and they just dressed up and like, yeah. They just went to... Different KFCs for two years? Yes, and just said that they were food inspectors and they needed to, you know, do the the quality inspections and and taste the foods and all of that. Ate free for two years before they got These two traveled around together? Yeah. Can you imagine the greasy, fried-smelled farts that were in that van? (laughs) (laughs) They were like, oh, we're going to have... Which food are you going to try today? I don't know. Probably the chicken and the mashed potatoes. I don't, I can't imagine, I mean, kudos to them for one. I mean, at least they're not White Castle inspectors. (laughs) That would be really bad. It's not much different. Can you eat fried chicken for two straight years? No. Oh, man. What could you eat for two straight years? I don't, I don't know that I could. Like, what restaurant could you eat, like, almost every day? Every day? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, like, uh, I don't know. That's a great question. Like, Mexican food or Italian food or... I, I I don't think I could. No. How about you? 
Probably Mexican food. You could eat Mexican food every... You know what's funny? I probably shouldn't, but I could. People in Mexico are like, what the hell's the point? I've been eating that shit my whole life. Right. Every day. You act like it's a big deal for right. you to be able to do it. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's a lot of fried chicken. But it's a genius idea. I wonder if that would work for other shit. I don't know. We should give it a shot. How'd they get caught? That I don't know. I just... I got the I got the basics on these things, so... Yeah. Yeah. I'm just imagining... But no, it like, shows them there with the police. <laughs> they're and actually the pretty like, fit. They're, they're pretty fit. Like they're not like yeah. large and in charge or anything. But like, yeah. What the hell are they eating? All right. I don't know. Well, anyway. the chicken. The chicken. The chicken. Yeah. All right. What's your next one? All right. So did you? <laughs> Obviously, sometimes it's harder to plug things in. But did you know that? 80- Especially when it's dark, <laughs> right? And you've been drinking, right? Right. And it's trying like, to plug your phone dull, in. Like, it's slippery down there, and you know. Oh no, we're talking about like electronics. Oh, you're talking about something else. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, eighty-six percent of people try to plug in their USBs upside down. Absolutely. Like, how many times has it tried? And you're like, well, shit, that doesn't work either. So then you try it again, and you're like, nope. And then all of a sudden, it's like, yep. The greatest meme I ever saw about that <laughs> was they said, I guarantee you the person that invented the USB, when they lower their <laughs> coffin into the grave, they're going to pull it out, flip it over, then lower it back down, then flip it back. <laughs> they should, bastards. That's why, the, that's why the new Apple, like, Yes. Oh, that so much better. Well, that's the other thing. Apple was running a scheme where they basically would change their chargers over and over and over, and then charge you at like a stupid ass price. Oh, for the last three phones that I've got, they don't come with the charger. Oh, of course not. Why would you do that? I don't know. I just need to use the damn phone. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, they know what they're doing. (laughs) Anyway. All right. So speaking of lowering lowering graves and such. Oh shit. Residents in Toraja, Indonesia, take their deceased loved ones out of their graves oh once God. a year to celebrate their lives. I've seen this. And How terrible have is you, that? Did you see the pictures? No. Oh, they, they're horrible. So I'm dead serious, right? <laughs> dead serious? <laughs> <laughs> it's, and I want you to picture this. So you're, let's say it was your grandmother passed away 10 years ago. That body is 10 years old that is still in the same dress. And they're just, they have her sitting on a couch. And they're all just sitting around, like, having a family dinner. Like, Grandma's so dead. Weird. And they And there's, like, there were some, like, multiple <laughs> dead bodies on the couch. Hey, ca- see you again next year, Grandma. Oh, it's so <laughs> weird. It's so weird. <laughs> you got to look at the pictures of this because. Hey, would you like some of that? Oh, she's not hungry. <laughs> oh. God. <laughs> Like, what are they doing? Man, do? when you open a window, it smells like somebody died in here. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh. oh, man. I can't get, I can't do that one. It's just weird. Who has to, like, do they draw straws to see who has the person to go dig up the body? Oh, man. I Like, I had to dig up the body last year. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the shovel, bud. It's your turn. <laughs> oh, that would suck. Uh, at least they don't do it for their pets, too. Right? Oh, that'd be... Yeah, anyway, <laughs> I went there. I should have went there. That's uh, all right. It's okay. <laughs> all right. So, um, so when you were, like, growing up, we're going back to childhood. Okay. Any days that you were at home sick? Yeah, I look at my baseball cards. I had this Derek Jeter and Cal Ripken. <laughs> oh, I loved them. 
It would help me get through my days. But were there things that, like staples, that like you you watch something on TV and you... Oh, ate, I'll tell you exactly you, what it you is. You drink some warm Sprite. AJ will tell you, she knows that for some reason, I was uh, it's like a bowl and you have mashed potatoes in it. And then it's just Campbell's chicken noodle soup right over the top of it. It's like a... It's like um like a root beer float only but starches and warm. <laughs> so completely not a root beer float. Right, no. Yeah, completely yeah. opposite. It's kinda like what those guys got caught for two years. Right. The the KFC <laughs> it's bowl. It's my shit. It's I enjoy it. Toss some corn in there oh. and some gravy and you've got the bowl. That's it's why they call it comfort food. Right. But did you watch any particular show? Whatever my dad wanted to watch. So Simon and Simon, Magnum PI. Okay. I was trying to lead you down the right path, but no. So, oh, the I'm price sorry. Is right. I'm sorry. My childhood didn't match up to what you wanted it to be. <laughs> I thought everybody like was stuck watching Price is well, of Right. Of course, everybody watched Bob Barker. Price is Right, drinking warm Seven Up, and yeah, yeah. But anyway, so did you know that American game show host Bob Barker is part Sioux, like Native American, and spent most of his childhood living on the Rosebud Indian Reservation in South Dakota? I did not know that. Right. Can I ask the most random off the wall? I have ADD question. Okay. What is your favorite Price is Right game? Oh. I like the yodeling guy. I love that dude. It's the only time I wanted to watch people lose. I wanted to watch that dude take the cliff. Right. You're like, oh, he's still going. Oh, he's still going. You're fucked. You're so screwed. But I, I like the Kerplunko thingy. Oh, Plinko. Plinko, yes. Oh, who doesn't love Plinko? I'd love to be on the Plinko, but I I dig watching that yodeling bastard I take do the like dive. the yodeling guy <laughs> so much. Um, but, like, yeah, I'd be, like, yodeling, like, trying to yodel with him. Watching that guy is literally the metaphor of my life when I go out. <laughs> like, it's just, everything's Here's great. One everything's more shot, great. one more shot. No. <laughs> no. Over the cliff. Oh, AJ, get me a ibuprofen, please. <laughs> Six hours from now. <laughs> oh, I better go to bed with a bottle of water. All right. All right. Um, let's see here. Um, okay. In April 2013, Charlie Sheen claimed that in 2011, he had laughed so hard while watching a Chappelle show episode that he experienced a ruptured hernia and was rushed to a hospital. Huh. <laughs> well, and that's not the only time he ever got rushed to a hospital. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you right now: if HIV hasn't proven that if you have enough money, you can live through anything, tiger blood. I'm telling you, it, Magic Johnson proved it. Right, middle nineties. Yeah, and the guy is still probably in better shape than I am. <laughs> right. But I want to know what Chappelle episode it was. I know. So, I wish that it said. It did not say. I'm not really that concerned with the ruptured spleen. I want to know what, because I, I, there's got to be, like, the Samuel L. Jackson beer. <laughs> that shit's hilarious. Maybe it was a hater's ball. Oh, my God. That's that was a, a good, good one. one. Um, there's so many. There's so many good ones. But I don't think that I've actually, like, made a, like, ruptured a hernia or anything. No? No. Yeah, well. Not yet. No. You probably weren't on as many drugs as he was. <laughs> Definitely not. Fucked up part is he didn't even have his TV on. <laughs> <laughs> he watched it from memory. <laughs> uh, 
All right. What's your? Uh, let's do one more. Let's do one more. All right. So I know that this is it's it's a terrible movie, but I love it. Dumb and Dumber. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's it's kind of bad. It's horrible, but it's good. <laughs> so it's a good bad. A chance. Yeah, it's like ramen noodles. They're so bad, but I love them. But so here is like the in like unequal amount of how much they got paid. So Jeff Daniels was only paid fifty thousand dollars for the movie, and Jim Carrey was paid seven million. Oh wow! That, Isn't that crazy? Well, who peed on who though? <laughs> on <the new> <laughs> well, that's true. You've, you've uh, got you've got pee pay. <laughs> yeah, pee pay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, you hear not. about that though. I mean, honestly, you're looking at actors and and what they can like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Phenomenal movie, right? And Leonardo DiCaprio made just uber millions of dollars on it. And um, the other guy with the phosphorus white teeth um, 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 from Superbad. And yes. Help me out. Where's JP when you Right. Open the door and let us know who it was. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. <laughs> there you go. Jonah Hill took the absolute minimum that the Screen Actors Guild allows you to take because he wanted to be in the movie that bad. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he's phenomenal. Oh, he phenomenal. Oh, what's your favorite part of that movie? <laughs> oh. There's so many. There's so many. Oh, gosh, I don't know. I, I will say I about ruptured a kidney or a spleen. Or <laughs> Did a, you have to get rushed to the Almost <laughs> is when he, he got screwed up on the, uh, the yellows, the lemons. Oh, and he rolled down the steps, but the steps were longer. And then I will say, when Jonah Hill was like whipped his dong out at the party, and somebody yelled at his wife to let him finish. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's a anyway. good movie. Uh, no, that's that's interesting. I mean, that you see that a lot of times where actors will take low pay just to get into the film, but yeah, but that that's a good, that's a huge range. Yeah, it is. Well, I wonder if he got to keep the tuxedo at the at the end. <laughs> I, he should. Like, I'm just more worried about, like, that the, the dog van. Oh, the Pup Cuts. Oh, yes. The Pup Cuts van. I love it. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to do some A to B history? I'm ready. We're going to do some A to B history. Then we're going to take a quick break. Actually, maybe about 10 minutes or so. And then uh, we'll come back and do the news for those that are watching live. But uh, if you're watching this live, we, we release the show once a week on... Um, it's on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, all those. And uh, if you're listening to this, now you know that on Tuesday evenings between 7.30 and 8, we'll probably try to stick closer to 8, that uh, we go live. And so this isn't the, the version that is released in the podcast, but uh, it's an opportunity for you to participate as well. Uh, we take comments from viewers as, they, uh, as they're watching the show, so... Uh, it's a it's a great opportunity for you to do this, and then also, do you want to be in here with? Yeah, us? Kevin's such a genuine host. He actually provided the uh, the beer for tonight, so uh, much Cheers. props to our buddy Kevin. And uh, it's a cool way to check out the studio. Maybe it's something you want to do too. So uh, reach out to Kevin on that. All right, here we go. A to B history. Okay, John Wilkes Booth. Do you know much about the guy? Not a whole lot. What do you know about John Wilkes Booth? That he shot a president. Yeah, which one? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Did did Lincoln fly to the? No. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> he drove. It was the. Hey, speaking of which, it was the French Indian War. <laughs> hey, Scarpetti, I Scarpetti, love that guy. What's All up? Right. 
All right, here we go. I'm going to do just, um, let's see how many I got. I got, it's really like 11 or 12. 12 random facts. This is based on the Gibblers' giblets. It's like uh, if the giblets and the A to B history smashed, and this was the love child. Like, A to B history is like it's raw or gnaw. <laughs> so uh, this, is what it, this is what it becomes. All right. Uh, the first fact, John, and, and I didn't realize this. He was an actor. Do you know he was an actor? I did. Okay, I did know that. He was arguably the most famous actor of the 1800s. So this wasn't just some random guy. And he was basically, in all seriousness, like the, the, the rock, the Dwayne Johnson of his day. Like he was big into action stuff on the stage. His brother was like the Tom Hanks of his day. They were considered the best acting family in in the world. They traveled overseas. They actually, his father came from England, and I had no clue that this wasn't just a random guy. Like, he was the shit. And then, yeah. Well, well, we can get into some other stuff. Okay. Another one I did know that. Have you ever been to New York City? I have. I have you have? Yes. Did you go to uh, Central Park? I did. Did you see the statue of... William Shakespeare. I did. You did. I did. He helped pay for that. What? Yeah, him and his brother and another brother, they performed in New York City in, on November 25th, 1864, and it was all to help generate proceeds to build that statue. Oh, wow. Yeah, so the guy that killed Lincoln helped pay <laughs> for the statue that you saw. That's crazy. Yeah, I had no idea. A family friend of Booth's Open Ford's Theater. What? It was a family friend. And Booth, perf- <laughs> and now here's the craziest thing. The very first night that the Ford Theater opened, it was about a mile away from the White House. Abraham Lincoln attended the the, 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 the event. I don't know what you'd call it. And uh, John Wilkes Booth was an actor in that and like gave a stern look at the presidential box and was like saying some of the lines. And it, it caught the uh, sister-in-law of Lincoln off so much. She's like, I don't think he likes you. And he's like, he does look at you me kind of cross. <laughs> that was like, like, oh, he's getting mean mugging me. That's mean mugging back in right. the days when you look at somebody cross. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was a foreshadow thing. I didn't realize this. The Secret Service was created one year after he was, he was killed. It was because of that, right? Uh, well, I'm sure it was part of it, for sure. <laughs> Uh, and actually, they didn't follow the president around full time until the early 1900s. Okay. Yeah. The while I was reading about this, they said Lincoln was regularly seen in Washington D.C. when he was the president, just riding down the street by himself in an open buggy, and a hundred miles away was the capital of the uh, the Confederacy, and you could have just walked right up to the president. Oh, wow. He would walk into restaurants and things like you'd be chilling at an Applebee's and here comes old <laughs> Abe and Mary. <laughs> it's wild. So do we know what Wilkes beef, like what his beef was with? He was a, um, he loved the South. Okay. He, the sweet, sweet, <laughs> sweet tea states. The sweet tea <laughs> states loved John Wilkes Booth. And um, he became a Southern sympathizer is what they called him. Okay. Sympathizer. I think it's what they call it. Anyway, uh, his original plan wasn't actually to shoot the president. He wanted to kidnap the president, and they were. Go- he wanted to like. It sounds like a night, like a cartoon. <laughs> he wanted to lower him down from the box with a rope, and they were going to trade him for soldiers and stuff. Like there was a whole group of them. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, it wasn't just John Wilkes operating by himself. Uh, number six, the plan was actually also to kill the vice president and the secretary of state on the same night. They're just going to take them all out. Yeah. It, what they were hoping to do, the war hadn't, had just finished, but they, uh, they wanted to um, uh, really lower the, the morale of the North. They thought it was an opportunity for them to, uh, to be able to, to win the war still, you know, to, that sort of thing. And actually, the Secretary of State was stabbed that night, like five or six times. The, there was like multiple individuals involved. The vice president was okay because the guy in charge of killing him got drunk in the hotel bar <laughs> and then just went to another bar and got drunk and then just passed out. I feel like I was supposed to do something. <laughs> what the hell was it? I don't even know. Uh, here's number seven. <laughs> Booth shot President Lincoln behind the left ear. And he lived until the next day. He passed in the morning. And they said he looked really peaceful as he laid there. It was at the um, uh, the Peterson house, I think it was what it was called. It was right across the street. Uh, I've been there. I was went there in 1992. And the pillow that his head was on is still there. Or it was. I don't know about now. That was years ago. That's back when I still had my baseball cards. <laughs> <laughs> So that was just like a month ago. <laughs> yeah, Aww. yeah. Aww. Uh, <laughs> after shooting the president, Booth jumped from the stage, or he jumped from the box. But uh, someone had put up American flags that day because they had heard that the president was coming. And he got his foot tangled in one of the flags and fell and broke his ankle. And that's really the reason he got caught eventually. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's the other wild part is he escaped, and he was on the run for days. Can you imagine being in the same room and being able to shoot the president and then just leave? Fall and break her ankle and still be like, I'm golden, I'm out. And they say that's the only reason he was caught. Because he had a broken ankle. Yeah, because it slowed his uh, retreat up because they, he almost made it to southern states, and they said if he had made it far enough into the south that they could have went into Mexico and he would have been free. Well, I mean, he was well-known enough to where it's not like it was just like, well, we have no idea who the hell just did that. No, they knew who did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, number eight, after the assassination, days after, he read newspapers and was shocked people were pissed. He thought people would love him for it. And they think that's one of the reasons why he might have done it because there's, there's some thought process that he was pissed off that his brother was getting more um, accolades for being an actor. And he said, this is my way. Once I leave, he said to in that, he went and drank the night before he shot him too. It must be a drinking thing. But he <laughs> said, when I leave the stage tonight, no one will ever forget my name. He said that at the bar and then shot him that night. And his security guy that was working for Lincoln, he wasn't there. They think he was out getting a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one. That's true. Uh, all right, here's our, our last one, and this is what ties it to Richmond. This is kind of a cool deal. Um, well, before I get there, uh, Booth eventually was caught. Um, there was a barn, a tobacco barn, and he was in there with some other guys, and as they were trying to escape, and uh, he got shot in the neck and was paralyzed, and uh, he, he died right there. And all the people that were associated with him, they ended up getting hung for it. Oh, wow. Yeah, but he died right there. Anyway, so the last thing, number 10, uh, the Lincoln funeral train. 
So there was a train that took off from Washington, D.C. that ended up in Springfield, Illinois, and went over 1,700 miles, and it took like three weeks. And uh, so I didn't know this. Embalming, the process got better during the Civil War because a lot of these soldiers were getting killed, and they would send them home to get buried. And so the embalming process had had started to work um, on President Lincoln, but it was... He was one of those people that was well more loved in death than he was alive. A lot of people didn't like the guy. He did a lot of stuff that you're not supposed to do as a president, but he did it in his mind of what's better for the country. So people would line up along train tracks for miles and miles and miles to see him. And I actually saw this on History.com that at 3 in the morning he arrived here in Richmond, Indiana. And they stopped in the depot district. So if you're here in Richmond, um, you could go down there to where it was. 12,000 people were there. Oh, wow. At 3 in the morning as the funeral train uh, passed under a 25-foot uh, high arch that was erected by its citizens. One woman dressed as uh, the genius of liberty, she wept over a mock coffin while a committee of ladies boarded the train to present a pair of floral wreaths. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, that's, I love this little town. You know, we're not that big of a town, but there's so much history here. There's a really cool airport where uh, Lincoln flew in one time. Um, Him and uh, a young Kennedy were on the. I got got stuff confused. They were saying stuff earlier. Oh, I'm just giving you a hard time. I've been drinking. Did you find any of that interesting? I did. I did. Yeah, it's uh, it's a cool deal. I mean, it, it's so funny to me now because you see the Secret Service, and you, I mean, you can't get within. If a president's coming to town now, they they weld the manhole covers on to make sure there's not explosions and everything underneath. And this guy, it's it's kind of sad. He and uh, Mary Todd went to the the show that night. And they actually took two other people with them. One of them was a, like uh, was in the military. And um, when Booth came in, he shot the president and then stabbed and killed this guy or stabbed this guy and then escaped. And the guy went nuts over it and eventually like killed his own family and killed himself. And yeah, there's all kinds of. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. You could dive into hours and hours and hours just on this thing. So anyway, I hope you enjoy the after two beers news or history rather. And uh, the giblets and how I was, I, 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 the U.S. Postal Service, I feel like I've been, I, I just feel dirty. They Ugh. didn't even give you dinner. <laughs> it was a dry shove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got some stories that we thought would be kind of funny to go over. I'm ducking and everything, Die in the house, I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. Can I ask you, if you won all the money, what would you do with it? Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, okay, that's not good. <laughs> well, I just had got done feeding my chickens, watering them and stuff, and I walked back to my house there to get my phone so I could play a video game on it. Told them they need to get out of that water, but say I didn't know he was getting eat up by bees, I thought he was just high. All right, welcome back to our podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the first half. Thanks for sticking around for the second half. Uh, this is where we, we we have a couple news stories. We went really long in the first part of the show tonight, which is okay. Yeah. So we've only got two stories tonight, but they're both winners, I'm telling you. I can't right. wait. Now, if you're watching this live, the cool part is there's some pictures that actually go along with this, so it will add some color to the uh, 
the commentary. So the first story comes to us from the Associated Press, uh, Charleston, West Virginia. AJ sent this one to us. If you ever send us a cool story, we'll use it, and uh, I'll give you credit. So we've talked about that before on the podcast, and we'll continue to say it. Make sure you send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. If you hate something, let us know. If you like something, let us know. All right, so... Uh, yeah, exactly. And if you want to come watch us now, you can do that. That's right. There you go. All right. Uh, this is from, did I say Charleston, West Virginia? You did. All right, here we go. The owner of a West Virginia restaurant that was heavily damaged by fire has his coveted hot dog statue back. The statue, <laughs> the Wiener Man statue stolen from the Dairy Winkle. <laughs> In Campbell's Creek during a break-in, sometime after the January 11th fire, the uh, Kanawha County Sheriff said in a news release, look at this attractive thing. This is the beauty of watching us live is we can start sharing. Quit trying to show me a wiener on Right. Why is the wiener right between her and I? It's kind of like a... What? Yeah. Next time we're going to figure out how to make that whole screen because it looks weird. Hey, did you see that big wiener between Chris and... You're just sharing the wiener. (laughs) Oh, we were the bun. <laughs> anyway, the, the Wiener Man statue was stolen from the Dairy Winkle, which that's a great name in itself. Right? The Dairy Winkle. A tip. <laughs> just the tip. A just the tip led deputies to a location where the statue was found undamaged. It was returned to the restaurant owner, Kelly Ellison, the statement said. So he looks like he's just like in a shower washing his, his wiener head. Yeah. Like with with shampoo, yeah. but it's ketchup. Yeah, the the short statue depicts a hot dog. And who says it's short? <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly normal size. Maybe says the female commentator. Right, maybe the bun was too big. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> the short statue depicts a hot dog licking its lips. And holding a <laughs> bottle of mustard while pouring a bottle of ketchup on its head. Ugh. Oh. He's obviously not licking his lips at mustard. mustard I like skin. how his his uh, hot dog end hangs to the ground. <laughs> like, they could have. What are his shoes that he has on? Oh, those are nice. It looks like. Um, <laughs> Is he hiking? He l- <laughs> <laughs> He's dragging his dong wherever he goes, though. He's hiking. <laughs> Jeez. I like the fact that his tongue's out, too. Like, come on, baby. <laughs> I'm putting this uh, ketchup right on my What's head for you. What's the movie where somebody dresses up and they're like, ask me about my wiener? But <laughs> 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 they have to wear the hot dog costume oh, anyway. I told Amanda that on my first date. <laughs> and she stuck around that's right i said here's a tip <laughs> oh. i'm gonna put some of this ketchup ky jelly on my head all right all right here's our second and final story this week uh this one comes to us from the mirror and uh, this is a woman insists that she's not a gold digger after marrying her cousin twice her age what? Oh, yeah. We got a picture of the couple for those who uh, are watching this. Yeah. A 30-year-old woman fell hell- head over heels for her 59-year-old second cousin after meeting her the first time at her dad's house. 
Deborah uh, admits that the couple have faced backlash because of their 29-year age gap. It's not the age gap. It's not the age gap. It's, it's the your fact that your cousin. cousin. <laughs> right. Good gap. Deborah, who makes her living selling pictures of herself on an adult platform, denies oh. being a gold digger and says, "This is she'll the do first- anything for some cash." Come on. Oh my gosh. And says this is the first time she's been with an older man. <laughs> the loved-up pair from Brazil had a whirlwind romance, moving together after just four days and planning their <laughs> wedding after three months. Four days. Oh, my gosh. They had been- <laughs> Did they move into the family home? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It really helps at the holidays. You don't have to worry right. about going to multiple You don't have to go to two different Thanksgivings. You just got one. <laughs> they have been married for six years and refused to let the cruel trolls who say she's only with him for a sugar daddy get in the way of their relationship. Speaking about their relationship, she said... I've been criticized because he's older than me and for marrying my cousin, but it was love at first sight. (laughs) He must have had his wallet out. (laughs) (laughs) Deborah added, we met on a Thursday. We kissed three days later, and as soon as I got his name tattooed, he asked me to move in with him. It was was her name. What are you talking about? His name. (laughs) It's the family name. That's right. Crying out loud. (laughs) He went to my father's. they split up, it's fine. It's still her family. Listen, listen to this. This is just wild to me. He went to my father's house to ask for my hand in marriage, and four days later, we were living together. Four days? The dad approved, apparently. <laughs> That's when you're like, well, I mean. And this was Brazil, not West Virginia. Uh, she's on OnlyFans. I mean, what the oh, hell? right? <laughs> Shit. She's... <laughs> With those feet, she's uh, going to make some money eventually. <laughs> Just three months later, we were planning our wedding. Money hasn't been an issue because of her <laughs> older husband is supportive of her job, and he even gets involved in the production side of her role. This is all. Oh. No, she's not doing just, like, feet. She's doing, like, oh, no, no. stuff that, she's that needs smashing. production. Yeah. Well, clearly she's naked, and... Uh, I don't know. The whole thing. She says, this has also uh, been a source of criticism with people online slamming them for working together in the adult industry. Deborah claims this comes from jealousy, saying, we did receive some criticism mainly from macho men who love to see women naked on the internet. They don't understand how my husband supports me, and they say they wouldn't accept their wives making this type of content. I love how she glosses over the but fact. But how about if, it's how would they feel if cousin. it was your cousin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Wait. people in Kentucky are saying, see, it wasn't just us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to end it up on that uh, to follow up on the show. But uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. Yes. Uh, this is our fourth out of uh, five weeks. And it's been our fifth anniversary. Yeah, so we're we're getting some things done, and uh, we appreciate as always Kevin for allowing us to do this, AJ for helping us find our news stories, JP for just moral support. He is our sugar daddy for sure in the in the booth. And uh, again, thank you to everyone that listens and watches the show. Uh, thank you to our Patreon sponsors, and um, you know I've started a, a, a new radio show on the weekends. You can listen yes. to me at. Uh, 1017thepoint.com 
Uh, there's an app you can download as well. But I, I said on that show, and I say it on this show, and it, it is important, and I, I kind of fine-tuned it down a little bit. But uh, make sure you're kind to each other and to animals. And we will talk to you all next time. After two beers. Oh,